All right, good evening, everybody. That's right, you're on the air with a powwow with Pops coming at you from the PNG in Gainesville, Florida, uh, on the corner of Northeast 9th Street, Northeast 16th Avenue. If you haven't been here, please come check it out. Uh, great food, great people. Um, the staff is amazing. Um, <laughs> now everyone here is really good, and uh, I just want to say good welcome to everybody. Thanks for uh, checking in for another episode. And uh, tonight I have someone here that I could say probably yeah, and I've known probably about 20 years. Pretty much everyone I've talked to on the podcast so far is around the 20 year mark. So I think uh, it's funny, like how I don't realize that how many people I met all at once. I'm starting to realize how many, like, that's how drunk I was. I don't remember how many people I met. You know what I mean? So this is what's cool about doing the podcast is I'm, I'm getting to see the, 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 the people that took us in, you know, which is cool now. And that's awesome. But uh, tonight I got with me Major Jarman. Good evening, Major. Hello. How evening. you doing this evening, man? Not too bad, you know. Not um, too bad. A little, Except, a little tired. A little tired, but I'm I'm coming back after I ate some food. So. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. you said, it was good. Would you have a burger? I had the mushroom burger with kimchi. Oh wow, how was that? It was excellent. Do they use a porta portobello? No, smaller. Oh, mushrooms. the smaller mushrooms, yeah, like yeah. like the oysters. Ah, uh, God, what do they call those things? Like when I'm tired, shiitakes. The like. No. No. Yeah, um. I don't know at this moment because when I'm tired, I have really bad recall. <laughs> so it's all right. It'll come up like about ten minutes from now. I I'll shout it out. I smoke a lot of weed, so I have a lot of bad recall. Anyways, but um, <clears throat> yes. So uh, like I said, I, I've known Major for twenty years. We were just talking before we came on, and we were trying to figure out like when the group guys that I moved up here with that were in a band and everything, kind of how quickly it happened for them where they got introduced to the band that he was in and how they and how quickly they started playing shows together. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I was trying to figure that out before I showed up tonight. I was like, so I knew they moved here from Bradington and, um, and all of a sudden, I don't remember the first show we played together, but started playing shows with Hot Water Music and you were like basically always with them. And then all of a sudden, um, then I just have the flashback of you guys hanging out at Utility House with us. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So did, is, is the Utility House the, the first place you lived in in Gainesville? No, no. Um, in 91... Is that I when you moved here? Moved here, and I lived in Phoenix Apartments, um, which is off a little bit off of Archer. Um, really cheap. Um, I made a deal with Chuck Horn... <laughs> down Orlando because in 89 was 89 90 we would come up here we'd go skateboarding in Ocala then we'd come up here and just go to the hardback and see shows yeah and then um and and kind of hang out with our friends that were already in college here and but uh, Chuck Horn enlisted in the army and uh right before the Iraq war and Desert Storm yeah and uh I, he was doing it for the college money, and I told him, I was like, we haven't been to war in a long time. You, you think sure that you we're, the numbers that, yeah. are going to be running for you? Oh, no, it won't happen. You know, it won't happen. Yeah. It happened. And I so almost joined he, he the kept, same time. Yeah, because he didn't you know, have a way out. He didn't know how he was going to go to college or yeah. anything else. So he kept on going AWOL. <laughs> and, uh, and one time we met up, and I said, make you a deal. If you get out before they send you over... I'll meet you up in uh, Gainesville, and we'll start going to college. Yeah. To go to Santa Fe. Sure enough, about two months later, he did, or was it many, maybe many more months? Because they, um, he did something to get out, and they put him in the stockade, and then he, they finally let him out. And uh, he came up here and got the apartment, and I met him up, you know, and instantly got into spoke. Yeah. Like as soon as he showed up, because he's been friends with John Rash and Scott Hugo for a long time. And there's that name again, folks. <laughs> that beautiful, beautiful band name. That's so, right. Yeah, that was instantaneous. And then I came up a couple weeks later. And um, let me ask you that: Were they instantaneous? Was Spoke instantaneous? Like the first time, that, like when you when you first saw them practice, were you like, "Holy fucking shit, there's something here"? Did you? I mean, did you feel the energy that is that came out in the music, like when you saw it, like? I don't remember. Um, I don't remember at all. All I, back then, if you were a friend of mine and you were in a band, 
I loved it. Yeah. I wasn't so like such a dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, right, I was a little right. bit more open-minded. Yeah. Later down the road, that's when I was like, "Yeah, you're my friends, and I'll come see you, but I don't know if I like really you so into much. that." Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't mean to be honest, but yeah. no, no, totally, totally. That's funny. Cause like that, that their name has come up so many times, and like that, that band, them to me, that was the first, and the histamine was the first song I heard in the hardback, and that song came on like right around the same time that. I started playing my first game of pool at the hardback. It was like right when the first ball cracked and it came on. It was just like the hairs on the back of my neck stood up and I'm like, hey, Mom, I'm fucking home. Yeah. I'm home. Like I knew it. I was like, I felt, I felt a comfort that I'd never felt the whole time I ever lived in Sarasota no matter the people that I hung out with no matter they were family or anything else. I never felt as much comfort as I did that that. I just, you know what I mean? Like something, I was just like, I'm, this is cool here. I'm not going to have to deal with no bullshit. Yeah, I mean, well, if you... Um, Unless I put myself in it. <laughs> if, you, if you're young and you're into um, the eccentric, dark, weird, stale beer yeah. and, and loud music seven days a week and you walked into the hardback where... Yeah, that was family, and that was home, and uh, it, I don't think I've ever, you know, found another place that I've ever felt like there. Yeah. As soon as I was, what, 19, I walked in there, okay. and I had that same, like, even without Like the same playing, epiphany, was, they just, you had you that know, feeling, yeah. Alan kind of hanging out in the dark over <laughs> yeah. there, and uh, just watching everybody. <laughs> yeah. Making man, just man, making sure manhandle his club <laughs> yeah, and um, pretty much getting you know <laughs> outrageously wild yeah which the, we did many times yeah and um, yeah that's my favorite thing is he even though he's you know we've all changed but even though Alan's gone through his changes and stuff he still has that um, kind of he still says my name the same way that Does he, he did back then a major. Like I can't even redo it. He voice. does that to me too. Yeah. He says mine. He does. He has never changed yeah. the mon in the way he is. His his. I know exactly what you're but, talking about. But, yeah, when hey, he pops. says it, when he says it, it, it definitely <laughs> makes me feel good because yeah. I'm like, I've heard that for so many years. Yeah. You know, so yeah. Give me one of those crazy beers that makes you trip balls, please. <laughs> right? There was something about that. The, but, but we drank, you know, drank those, those uh, dollar drafts that were never. I don't think they ever got cleaned. And so, man, that that beer used to just fucking tear you up. Well, there was a, you, you know, it was either cheap or free. Mostly uh, <laughs> free. Yeah. So and uh, and so and it usually went on past two o'clock in the morning. And so yeah, you would have a great time, but then the next day there was like molasses coming out of your pores. That's right. You know, <laughs> you just felt really gross. It wasn't a normal. You're hangover. like, what the fuck? So you said, um, so originally you from Orlando? Yeah, I'm originally from Orlando. So born in Orlando as yep, well? Yep, child of the rat. So you were a, a traditional Floridian? Yeah. No kidding. Yep. You are probably one of few that I've talked to. Most most people that I talk to are like imports. Like their parents moved down here from up north kind of mm -hmm. deal to Florida in like the 70s kind of shit, you know? Yeah. So was your family originally from Florida as well kind of deal? Or um, like your parents? or? Well, parents, father, North Carolina, mother, Georgia. Okay, so southern, southern folk. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's hence the Southern Baptist thing as well. Yeah. Okay. Southern, southern Baptist mixed with um, backwoods voodoo. Oh, nice. Yeah, the yeah. snake holder style no, type not stuff? Snake holders, or more just, Appalachian, just, like mountain just, magic? No, just, just a lot of superstition. Oh, okay, right on. You know, which would be really looked into. It was more like a pagan thing. And yeah, yeah, Mixed yeah. with Christianity and all kinds of stuff. And, yeah. You know, because it, um, Bloodline, you know, had all kinds of stuff in it, Indian, yeah. and Irish, and all kinds of stuff. Every, everybody that was in that area. So, <laughs> all kinds of superstitions from each one. Yeah. Kind of seem to melt into the the Southern Baptist thing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, very weird. So Orlando, what was that? What was that like growing up in Orlando? Well, when I was first starting to hang out, because um, it used to do killer raves, bro. <laughs> but this was before the raves. No, thing, no, way before. <laughs> that my sister, you know, started hanging out with the punk rock crew, and then 
I started hanging out with her friends at an early age, which was might have been a mistake. Was it kind of was it kind of like she'd bring her friends to the house and hang out kind of yeah, stuff? Yeah, and that my my parents were really busy with their own things at the time, and um, and I still had my friends from school and stuff that I would skateboard with, but a lot of times my sister's friends were really exciting because they were going to how much older was your sister uh she was she's three years older okay so yeah that's kind of a cool that's a close enough gap i can see yeah like you could kind of almost be like when you were what age at this well, time she, you know she was 15 going on 16 i'm 12 going on 13 okay so yeah and so but i started hanging out with them downtown orlando before it got regentrified and it was a lot of closed down buildings and empty parking lots and um, there was a new wave club downtown Orlando called Electric Avenue. Oh wow, I haven't heard that name. And uh, in it, a long time. Yeah, and it was, wow. you know, and it, you know, it was hanging outside and um, smoking cigarettes. Ha- smoking cigarettes and um, was there Mad know, Dog Twenty Twenty being consumed oh, yeah. by a young yeah, kid yeah, at yeah, this yeah. age? Oh, so, so you started. So, did you start drinking young? Yeah, yeah. I did as well. What? Okay. Yeah, it was right around that time. Um, I lived for that moment where anything can happen. Yeah, totally. You know, and it, a lot of times it, those things did happen. You know what I've noticed about a lot of people that grew up in Florida? No matter where they grew up in Florida, they all kind of had these same experiences. You know, in these different cities, like people we know from Miami, from Sarasota. The, you know, like they come, they hang out with these older group of kids. You know, those. You know, and somehow they let you hang out. You know, and you end up doing all these more older things than you probably should be doing at that age, right? You know, it's like, I mean, totally. It's crazy because it's like, I mean, I was, I was introduced to alcohol super young, like before eighth grade, you know, like ridiculously young, you know. I mean, were you, did you grow up with, were they drinkers? Oh, my parents? Oh, yeah. They, um, they ran their own restaurants basically oh wow so yeah and uh so yeah we you know business was done with alcohol any kind of um uh socializing any yeah. you know with the parents if we went to a pool party it was a ton, you know yeah, alcohol yeah, cool. and and of course you know the kids would either sneak some or their parents would be like hey let's you get, get me a beer yeah. you can have a sip. yeah 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 and then um and then always like wine with dinner was acceptable. Okay. And then um, you guys were a little bit more lenient than my family. Yeah, but well, <laughs> I mean, kind of. Well, 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 probably less hypocritical. Let me say. It. Let me repeat it. They would do stuff, but so, you know, be like, you don't, you know, that kind of thing. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Even though they did the like, go. Oh, even though when I was younger, they'd be like, here, get me a beer, I'll give you a sip. But then when I got older, you know, they're like, oh, you know, you don't want to start doing that. You know, yeah. even though they're all getting plow hammered you know in front of you and everything yeah You're like well it looks kind of fun you know <laughs> yeah well i mean that's what i thought was normal yeah right and um it you know and it yeah but the the rule when i was 14 that my dad set in the house was just don't drink my last beer in the refrigerator mm. <laughs> Which that's is a insane. Good rule. it's insane yeah that it, is it, an it's insane, insane as, a as a parent to say that to a kid but you know right. it, no you know i um on december 5th will be my seventh year sober congratulations now. yes and uh so you know being sober all these years and i look back on all that stuff and how nuts it is and um but it makes me feel good now because in my house you know i don't shelter my daughter per se but we don't have alcohol in the house yeah and we don't do and i don't let her go to functions where you know like the fest I like for her to see music and I like for her to but see you creativity, want her to but be around. I just don't want at an early age before the brain matures to know, you know, kind of make better decisions. Yeah. If you, when I was growing up, like I said, it was normal. Like, yeah. I thought people that did business or did socializing or anything else without that alcohol was, was, that was alien. Yeah. Like, I was like, what the hell's wrong with them? Yeah. You yeah. know, but she kind of gets, it'll be the first and, it's many generations back as as there's history that's too awesome. in, my, in my family where there's a sober house and yeah so yeah you know hopefully you know 
I know she's going to get exposed to it all. I'm not going to shelter from it, but at the same time... You're not going to enable it either. I don't want... Yeah, I'm not going to say, this is normal. Okay, so in Orlando, when you start hanging out with these... With your sister and all these older friends hanging out downtown, and you started... Did you you end up, like... um, is that when you really started getting into the punk rock music oh, and yeah, stuff like that? Yeah. And they, they that really opened up a, probably more of a world, of an exciting world, once you got introduced to that more, I yeah, guess. Yeah, like, um, you know, I'd always listen to, you know, metal music, and, and then I got in a little new wave, but then when I started hearing, like, Black Flag and yeah. all that stuff through skateboarding, that was big for me, and I went head first in that. And then when I started hanging out with the... Her friends that were actually going to these shows, yeah, like they're like, "Hey, we're gonna go see Dead Kennedys," and I was like, "I'm in," yeah, you know, or Black Flag, and um, yes, me please, <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> and I went to these shows, and they took me on as their kind of like young mascot kid with a mohawk, you know, <laughs> like that's that's, and so you I, were the kid from suburbia with the big wheel, basically, yeah, <laughs> and uh, and they took me everywhere. And, you were a TR man, and I loved it. <laughs> Yeah. But the, I, what was good though, was you know in, in life you have those certain moments where you actually made had an epiphany and you made a real decision. Right. The people I hung out with then were ultra violent, ultra criminal, all, you right, know, all right. that. Yep, and yep. Um, like we we robbed stores. You know they would punch the person behind the counter and then take a twelve pack. Did you guys do the? Did you guys rob garages too? No, we did not do you the garage. You didn't garages. do the garage robs? It was that was a Sarasota straight thing. from gas stations and all that stuff. Right. And, and uh, you know, and I thought that was weird, but it was exciting. And then all of a sudden, we, we broke into a a, a, a coast coast guard a coast guard base, and they like totally like I was hanging out with some bones, like I was like fifteen, yeah. And these guys were like 21, 22, you know. It was Sarasota back in nineteen eighty six. You know, this is like when O Town was thick and the Saints were thick. Mm-hmm. You know what? I, you know, talk about yep. violence. You know yeah. about the O Town skins and how violent it was back yeah. then. It was uber violent, yeah. like a show you could see. You could watch a girl get kicked out. You know, like crazy yeah. shit back in the day. Yeah, and it's yeah. like they, these guys would break into fucking Coast Guard shit. Like it was no big deal. Like it was insane shit. Like that people would do. So I'm just letting people know the kind of crazy stuff that kids would do back in the well, that, 80s. Was that was nuts. the epiphany I had was watching these. Um, you know, we were hanging out outside of um, Electric Avenue, and then they would just be like, "We don't like that guy," and they would pretend to like him, take him to a back alley, and proceed to beat that living fuck yeah. out of him. And I would watch this stuff. And there was at one point the skinheads started rolling in, and it got worse and worse. And that got, was that. That was about eighty six, eighty seven, no, right? Or this was even earlier. Wow. Or maybe it was around then. I don't. It's hard to remember. It all jumbles together. But yeah, I remember sitting there and going, you know, and watching, you know, innocent. People. There was somebody that ended up getting killed down there from yep, the skinheads and all that stuff. Those was, guys ended up going. And to I was Texas. like, I don't want no part of this. Yep. And you know. There's not many times in my life I've had these epiphanies and made a direct decision. Yeah. I um, turned away from them, stopped hanging out. Wow. And then started hanging out with my younger skateboard friends again. And it was the best decision. <laughs> were those were, the, were your younger skateboard friends? Were those dudes like the ones that did were, did they get into hip hop and stuff? Did they listen to Public Enemy and stuff like that? Like uh, were they a little bit more there was, less hardcore? Maybe with a little bit of punk and like some hip hop mixed in there, like the early stuff. Well, yeah, it was pretty much all punk music. And then out of nowhere, I went to a skate contest and I started seeing people <laughs> with big clocks hanging on their necks. Like and, and Public Enemy was out, and, and uh, I, thought it, yeah. I thought it was cool, but at the same time, skateboarding was all one big family, and when rap came in, it kind of gave it, there was, these kids started kind of having more attitude, and it broke up the family a little bit. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, where yeah. Where it started clicking out a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. It used to be where anywhere in Orlando, which is like four towns put together, four <laughs> cities put together. Right. You would show up, and if somebody was skateboarding, you were instantly brothers or sister, you know, like yeah. brother or sister. And uh, it was cool, but that kind of stopped for a while. And even in skateboarding, some violence yeah. started happening. Oh, wow. Yeah. And That's that, crazy. Yeah. 
Like I never saw that that part in Sarasota. The skateboard kids were always usually pretty cool. Always really, they were the most chill of the group. Like the bad people would come around, but the skate dudes would be like, especially if it was at their house, be like, "Dude, you guys got to keep it cool," you know? Yeah. Did you so? Um, but in Orlando, especially with young minds still trying to find their paths. Yeah. They're just a bunch of young kids really wanting their egos to to spread out more. And, uh, and of course, you know, that leads to, you know, acting really big and, yeah, yeah. you know, and seeing certain things come up through videos and music and stuff and gang type life. Even the, even the rednecks in Orlando started like acting like gangs yeah. and ultraviolence started happening from that. Yeah. You know, and it just got worse and worse where it, yeah, yeah, yeah. it wasn't like older people in gangs that were actually I was scared of yeah it was the, <laughs> it was young, the young kids that yeah. were like trying to prove themselves to be bigger you, you had to watch yourself at a stoplight if a truck pulled up next to you and you heard someone go nice hair punk oh yeah or, you oh. know like you because that would happen a lot yeah. to us we'd be at a, a light and it'd be like nice hair expletive you know and it'd be like what you know and of course you'd pull off in a parking lot and all of a sudden you know these guys would pull out bats and you'd everybody yeah. would have a hammer you know, some sort of axe handle or something. I'm just like, and this is when I was 15, when I saw hanging around with 20 year olds, seeing that kind of same stuff that you were talking about, dude, I saw hanging out with idiots like that, ultra violent people. I saw one night this, this, this guy pretty much these, uh, the met, we, we, there's a lot of, uh, uh, workers like, uh, Hispanic workers in Sarasota that like pick the, the vegetables out there like cabbage and stuff like that a lot of migrant workers and there was this place in Sarasota where everybody hung out at, it was cut, the beach and it was kind of like where all the boats would hang out but it was kind of like this big field that everybody would pull in on the weekends everybody would get their cars lined up everybody would open their trunks and everybody would turn on the same radio station 98 Rock you know everybody would have Guns N' Roses every car yeah. be blaring <laughs> Camaros Monte Carlos all that kind of shit right and some migrant dudes came out, and this is how racist Sarasota was in the 80s. Dude, these, these dudes were out there. They came out there, and all of a sudden it was just like it turned into a full-on, like they started getting attacked by these skinhead dudes. And then, of course, one of them gets in the car, and this guy gets the car starts trying to run over people. Like nice. he's trying yeah. to run people over. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm sitting there watching this. I'm just like, this is a little bit too fucking nuts for me, man. This is like, yeah. I'm 15 years old. I was like, and there's a guy on the hood of a car smashing the windshield, you know, like just insane shit. One of the kids gets hit by, one of the dude's brothers gets hit by the car, you know, just like fucked up shit. I, and I didn't have any, see, that's the thing about Sarasota. I didn't have any friends to go hang out with, like any younger people. Like I didn't have a lot of friends in Sarasota. So it was like. I kind of got picked up at a weird time where I didn't have friends, so I was easily. These guys swooped in and picked me up. Like you know, this guy, this kid doesn't have any friends. We, you know, they. It's like they scoped me out almost. Like they knew where I hung out all the time. This kid's always by himself, but yeah. he's six foot. You know, I was six foot at the time. Even at fifteen, I'm the same height, same weight I am now. So they were just be like, this kid will fight for us. You know, it was pretty much that kind yeah. of shit. So did you run into, like, were people, did you have to fight a lot yourself? I mean, did you um, have to, like, get into, like, real fisticuffs with people back then? Because, I mean, in Sarasota, there was a lot of fighting. That's you know, why, you know, like, because um, I never liked fighting myself. That's well, why I'm asking. Like, because I know when you're put in a situation when you don't like fighting, you have to fight. There was fighting at school where it would be for no reason whatsoever. Um, and then... Let me see. There was a couple of times where, yeah, I got jumped. Yeah. And, um, and you know, some of it was brutal. Some of it wasn't so bad. And, um, but, you know, for the most part, um, I was pretty good about getting out of trouble, trouble really quickly. Yeah. That's smart. Like, you know, either talk my way out or just, yeah. um, just being, you know, the, the whole, you know, if you're not there, you can't be hurt. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. No, you know, true, true. And, and then also, you know, just getting arrested for all that stuff was not worth it. Yeah. It's like, you know, I knew yeah. anything that was going to go down within 20 minutes. Everyone, yeah. everyone there is <laughs> yeah. gone. You're, no, you're locked up. So, yeah. yeah. I uh, was not for that. So. And, okay. So you're hanging out with your skate friends. 
And then, so, what do you do between, like, you stop hanging out with the crazy people, you start hanging out with your old friends, and between then and coming to Gainesville, well, like, what happens well, what in happened that time period? Is, um, you know, I had sort of met some other kids throughout the hardcore scene, the music scene, that weren't into the violence. They they were just average high school kids yeah, yeah. that were, you know, into descendants and just into punk rock, but weren't really living the punk rock life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I um, met some really good people like Chuck Horn and um, this guy Jack Spatafora, and I slowly but surely started hanging out with them, and they were slightly older than me, but they were definitely more, uh, way more on the passive side. Yeah. They were... A little more progressive, you would yeah, call, right? <laughs> they, they were into... The, they loved the music. Yeah. And, um, exactly. The, 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 the art, the, the love of it, the, 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 how it affects you yeah, in the soul. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Chris Pierce, and, you know, there was a lot of guys. Um, God, I haven't heard Chris Pierce's name in a while. Yeah. And uh, who else that would be in bands that people would know? I don't... But yeah, and you know, I kind of started hanging out with them, and um, we were, you know, a bunch of people that kind of just dropped out for a little bit. Okay. We weren't really going to school. Like yeah. just hanging out in Orlando, just yeah. doing your own little thing. But yeah, we just kind of hung out, and a lot of it was either driving around listening to music, or sitting in someone's apartment listening to music. Okay, so you were. So was this where, I mean, because uh, as people are going to find out, like you, you sang for this, the, like we were talking about, the band for Tired from now on, and you guys played the other night during the fest. Great show, mind you. You guys Thank were you. fucking awesome. You, you guys made me feel like I was 28 <laughs> again. <laughs> That's bad when you can say you made someone feel like they were 20. No, I was 23 at the time. I'm joking. It was quite a time warp. Yeah, right? It was. I mean, the, with the faces there and everything, yeah, it was yeah. it was an amazing mm -hmm. it was an amazing experience. So like, so is that listening to the music is and, and then coming up to Gainesville and seeing shows, was that did that help drive any part of your what you ended up doing like getting into the band? Was it is that this is this? Do you feel like that this was kind of like a path that led you and to be in Tired from Now On? Like, is this something that you could? Huh. Well. So, kind of link it up. Somebody was asking me about this the other day, about like, when did you know you wanted to scream for a band? <laughs> you know, right. and um, you know, yeah, I always kind of wanted to be in band, but didn't really pick up an instrument. And and you know, I, I would play some stuff, but I was never good at it. And um, but you know, I think it was during a spoke show, and um, what song is that? God, I was just talking about this the other day. Instrumental song they have, and they didn't have anything in it. And just one day, I just got up and screamed during one part oh, okay. of the song. And um, so you just did your Ian McKay walking up on the Fugazi kind of moment, and, and they, they loved it. The Don and I, they were like, "Wow, that was really cool. You should do that every time we play." And then, so anytime I was at the show, which was pretty much. Just every time every time yeah that would happen and then um and then later down the road um scott stanner and dave decker jose or no I, jose was not the first bass player it was um david frank oh wow was, uh, all right this band i did not name it and it's probably the worst name of a band ever but uh biatch they said hey do you want to scream for our band yeah. you know sing for our band and I was like, yeah, sure, why not? And yeah. I love it. It's funny no, no, shit just to say. I, I, it's, it's <laughs> like when people ask me about it, or no, that wasn't the first band I was in, actually. God, I'm not. I'm not trying to be offensive, but it's called Biatch. Yeah. I'm, no, <laughs> even back then, I was like, this is a really bad name. Yeah. But um, the, <laughs> but coming back to thinking about it, the first band I was in was in Orlando. I totally forgot about this. Okay. It was with Chris Campisi, Steve Lothrop. Oh shit. And uh, Jason Savage, um, they were called Our Dad, and they were playing, and they our dad, like had our friend Trey singing for a while, and something was happening with that where the schedules weren't working out or something like that, and, it, and um, I'd met them from around the way, skateboarding and, and band stuff, and they um, they said, hey, you want to sing for our band? And they were like still seniors in high yeah. school, and I was already out. 
and uh, we started doing that. But but then, you know, the spoke thing, and then biatch, and biatch thing. It, some some people really liked it. I, I, <laughs> I it was okay. It was a lot of fun for the for the time. It did what it did, right? Yes. Um, which is all that which important. was a stepping stone yeah. into tired from now on. And Tired From Now On came on right at the right time because um, I was going through a lot of changes in life. And I don't think my drinking helped. I was definitely, because of drinking most of my life already, and then yeah. Gainesville was like a nonstop fest, basically. Yeah, back I turned then. on the faucets. And <laughs> I was, um, had a lot of anger issues. I, I didn't act out on them right. internally, and I didn't know why. And, um, and I went to a darker place. Yeah. And then these guys are like, hey, you want to come scream for this band? Yeah. And I was like, yes, let's do this. And uh, that's how that came about. So. Okay. Yeah. And when you, and when you guys start, I mean, like, did you, because the other night when, when I was watching the show, and I mean, I posted four, four of the songs live I live fed them on my my podcast page it's already had like 114 views so like you guys do you you, I mean like that's the funny thing about like a lot of the old Gainesville bands that I think a lot of them don't realize is that you guys I mean it's been 20 years but you guys still have that same effect that you did 20 years ago did you real did you realize that it would hold on for so long like that did you know but I'd had friends um, tell me they're like yeah I listened to your album the other day this is before we decided to do the fest yeah and they um, said your music still holds up it does and it's crazy like, never thought of it's it it's not crazy b- bad way it's crazy awesome cause like uh, like what what you know like to me you guys and I don't I, I don't know how you, if you I mean I hope you would take this the right way you guys were a gain to me a Gainesville version of like Drive Like Jehu, in mm. a way. I'll take that as a huge compliment. That's what you yeah. guys always reminded me of. It's one of my favorite bands ever. Okay, so, so yeah. you guys, so you guys, to me, when I hear when I when I would listen to you guys, that's what I would think about you guys. But you were, but it was like you were ours. You know what I mean? Like that's it's California's. You know, yeah. like you know what I mean? Like, but you guys. Because it's like it's funny because you guys have there were so the way people reacted to the video was just made me just like happy just to see the fact that everybody else feels the same way that I do about it like there's still that connection and people still have that that uh, even 20 years later still have that need and want to listen to something that you did 20 years ago. Yeah, you know, and it's uh, weird because I think a lot of artists don't realize when they're creating stuff. Yeah. If they think about the longevity and how it affects people and what it's going to do, but I guess that's the trick trickery of art, in yeah. a way, in music. Well, it's let's say it. Um, my take on this is for the longest time when I did listen to our album, you know, and I've been out of the music scene for a while. I would listen to the album and I always felt like something wasn't clicking right and it felt weird for me to listen to and I, and, um, and it was not until they asked they, the band got in touch with me and said you know maybe we should try to play and then you know one more time that I put it, the songs on on my headphones and listened to it again and I don't know why maybe it was the headphones or what you get, you were more immersed, probably. Yeah, and I, I started hearing all the intricacies of what Ben Ben was doing. Does everybody. And Jose, and I was like, "Wow, this is really weird." And for me, You're um, fine, I'm, gonna say, yeah. I'm hooked when something's weird. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, totally. That's my the xenophilia. Yeah, yeah. Know, like, I'm like, I didn't, I, I didn't pick this up for the past ten years when I listened to it. It's funny how I was that like, happens, I don't. Right? And a lot of times, the only thing I heard was my own voice, and I. I wasn't happy with the lyrics that I wrote back then. I wasn't happy with how I sang some of the songs. And so I was only listening so you, to that a lot of times, but when I re-listened you to You weren't it, listening to the, the whole thing. thing. I was being I've did the I was same being thing. very self-centered when I listened to it. You knew what that was. Yeah. 
As one of my favorite people say, I'm not much, but I'm all I think about. Right, <laughs> yeah, no, no, I hear you. I got you, brother. I know. And, uh, and um, I, I did the same thing with every, I've gone back and listened, I went back and listened to my very first band, that very first band that me and Tom and Brad did someday soon. And I go, nice. I, I kick myself for not being more supportive because I was the same exact way. I would always just listen to my Parts picking it apart. Yeah, and yeah. pick it apart. Now we always pick it apart. And when I sat here and listened to this stuff that I've done with these bands over the years, I'm just like, what a fucking asshole I was. <laughs> Jesus Christ, yeah. what the fuck, dude? I was like, I'm surprised no one bashed me over the head with the guitar. Be like, dude, pause up a little bit, bro. You know, it's like, this is good shit. Because I'm like, I could have been, you know, if I probably was more positive, they probably would have been more positive and something we could have done something with it because it was something that uh, listening back to it I was like I wish I could be in a band like that now yeah you know I would kill to be in a band like that now yeah. and we were just I'm, starting you know what I, I was, mean like, I was actually thinking about that I was like why doesn't he play music anymore why who? don't you you oh me oh I asked people nobody wants to play with me because they heard <laughs> all the terrible stories about how I was with oh, other bands it's been long enough <laughs> yeah. I mean I'm definitely a lot, I mean I want to play music I'd love to and uh, I'm actually talking to a buddy. Do you know Wester Joseph? Wester, he plays music here in town. No. Uh, he's from Haiti. He's got uh, done this like has a, this Afrobeat band. He's done for a really long time here in town. He's a left-handed guitarist. Fucking awesome. Uh, we acted together in the play that we I did not that long ago. Uh, and he's lived in Gainesville forever. And uh, me and him were talking about uh, doing Helmet. We wanted to do a uh, a cover band of Helmet. Wow. So um, me and him are still talking about that and trying to get that going. So we're going to try to do, just try to get maybe just do in the meantime album, you know, just kind of do like, but try I, just to start that way kind of thing, you know. Strap it on easily, one of my favorite albums. Right. Oh, Jesus. After that, I was in and out with the music. But if, if I knew a cover band was going to do song, like every song from Strap It On, yeah. I'd give you 50 bucks. All right, Wester, you heard that, right? All right, we got it. There's that's a start. That's a start. Which isn't a lot of money to some people. To me, it is. So yeah, it is. It's um, quite a bit of money. Yeah. No, seriously. I mean, I would like to play music. How about you? I mean, have you have you thought about it at all? Is, well, is that since you of, since I, you got the hit again there? Yeah. Um. Well. Yeah. Actually, I have thought about it again. Um, I'd sworn it off. For a long time right because i my interest since i've gotten sober i've been trying to pick up the pieces in my life and, and become right. a providing father that can provide a future for my daughter yeah yeah and that's been my main like goals in life yeah but that's kind of come about i mean it still needs a little bit more tweaking and um, a little bit more pay and i'll be okay but um but now so things are coming back around that i've yeah. got that leveled off and, you know, there's, I started doing woodworking and building stuff a while back, and I planned on getting back to doing that. More creative things where I'm putting something out in the world. Yeah. You know, um, that's really important to me to get back to. Um, I don't want to just work and die. I, I, yeah, I right, put right. put stuff out there, you know. Yeah, yeah, totally. And, um, and I didn't think about the music thing until these guys approached me about playing again, and I almost backed out of it like three different times even really? after we practiced yeah just because my my mind was all about family and work and if you didn't have something directly like responsible that, about it yeah i felt stupid for doing it at the time really okay. yeah but then once we started playing um and i started listening to songs getting into it again it, let me tell you a real quick funny story to no, backtrack go ahead. talking about only listening to your part being dick when he's talking about your band I'm surprised they didn't bash you over the head yeah well when we decided to meet up in Atlanta to practice I was like well I'm at least going to do this so these guys because they hadn't except for Matt Sweeting um, the other guys hadn't seen me you know in a long time yeah and uh, and I was like the last days of our band I'm surprised one of them really just didn't kick the shit out of me right because I was such a self-indulgent right, like, asshole. Dude, bro. And I'm the one that broke us all up. Yeah, all yeah, yeah, stuff, yeah. So, 
and it was because of me being a baby and all kinds of stuff. And I was like, I'm at least going to do this one thing to make my amends to these people. Yeah. They were always good to me. And let's have a good weekend hanging out. And, and, and if we do a show, that's good. It'll be my amends. And that was uh, also a way of selling it to myself. Why right. It was why it was important for me to do. Totally. Um, but then once it started happening, and we actually started practicing, and, this, and believe it or not, the, the songs came together. I was like, I can't believe this is working out. Yeah. And I was into it. And then um, Fest happens, and and it went really well. And um, I mean, it's not, like my voice wasn't how I wanted it to be. I thought it sounded, but, but, I thought it, but it was, did right. But it was good. Yeah, I it still was. liked it. And, um, and I started like looking around. I was like, it was a more mature version of, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's a, you, you, it, it's a, it sounded like, I mean, because when you sang it, it was 20 years ago, you were a kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now you're singing it like a man. You know what I, you know what I mean? Like there's a there's a difference there. There's been some singing growth. Like a man. You got some you got some you got some bass in there now. You know what I mean? There's a lot more bass. No, it was, it was amazing, man. Like it was such a great But just the playing felt really good. It was a nice release. I I bet. I d- wouldn't want to do it on a continuous basis. Like a few times a year where I have something to release yeah that would be nice to release it then yeah but to I don't have that same stockade of anger that I had back from 20 years ago right where I could do it every night and yeah. be very truthful about it yeah yeah, yeah totally <laughs> you know um, gotcha. that was one of the things that happened back then was I felt myself changing and losing some of that anger and felt like I was a lie on stage basically oh wow and I so you were pretty di- you were pretty hard on yourself then. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. Just out of curiosity, because I, I I've had the same issues. Where do you think, do, where do you think that, where do you think that came from? Why why did you question your artistic, uh, ability, in that way? Well, do you think? I didn't feel like I had much to offer except for my anger back then. But but didn't you? But don't but don't you think in art? Like there, that that anger. There's a place for that. Huh? Don't, I mean, <laughs> but there's a place for that anger. Is what I'm yeah, saying in art. But, and like, but but see, the coolest thing about now, when we played this past show, yeah. I I had the energy and I had some things that were bugging me and yeah. But also, when I, I rewrote the lyrics to the songs, all of them that we played. Oh wow! There's a few that still have some of the same lyrics in it and all that stuff. But I, I looked back at the old lyrics and I was like, those are dumb. And even though no one can understand what I'm saying, I can't sing that. Yeah. And, uh, and wow, that's crazy. Rewrote them and memorized them, and and uh, that's the so stuff you... that I played the other night. And um, wow. and it was cool because it was more of an art to it because. It wasn't me in the middle of my unmanageability that I was 20 years ago, where I was just writing things because I was angry. Right. This is now the older me looking back at unmanageability and putting it down in my form of poetry. Okay. What I, where I came from, and some of it is actually where I am now of, um, instead of running from pain, I embrace it. Right, right, right. For growth. Yeah, and, yeah, totally. And a lot of that was, um, you know, using metaphors of running through battlefields and, yeah. in, in the process of growing up. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so it was cool. It was, it was a lot of fun, and it was it gave me the first chance to write again. Um, it's been a long time since I've written anything. Down. I was going to ask you that. Uh, that I, I remember that, I remember years ago, long time ago, we, I remember many times we've, sat, we've talked about this and drunken. These are some of the stuff I remember in drunken talks. We talk about, like, you writing. And we talk about stuff. And I was curious because you seemed to be really, there was a time there that you were really, uh, seemed like you were v- really wanting to be a, a serious writer. What have you been up to? And, 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 and really, and, and do you know, do you yeah. See, you, yeah, I romanticized you. Yeah, that. you romanticized that. And I was wondering, do you still, do you still feel that, the, that romance about writing? Not in the same way. Not in the same way. Yeah, I yeah, I rom- romanticize the free roaming 
little responsibility. Um, it was also some of my insecurities. I wanted to be taken more seriously from other people. Right. And so I figured if you know if you could put something out on paper that moved people, that people would take you seriously. Uh, and that all came from my insecurities of how I right. grew up and felt less than everybody and all that stuff. But I did end up going to school out west for writing for a while and took some classes here for it too. And um, out west, my writing was finally starting to blossom where I felt like what I was putting down on paper was good and I had people noticing it and I was like, I'm actually going to be able to do something with this, rather yeah. than in a journalistic um, field or something else. Um, but um, going back to drinking, um, my habits caught up with me again. Yeah. And um, and I went into a really dark spot, and I moved back to Florida to get away from myself, running from myself again. <laughs> right. And because um, no matter where you go, there you are, right? Yeah. <laughs> and something really. I don't know if it was like PTSD from what had happened to me out west, what I put myself through, yeah. or what, but um, it seemed like everything I had learned that when I finally got back to around to trying it again, I lost. Oh, wow. There's whole books that, like, because all I did was in school, I was reading nonstop and loving books, reading them two and three times each and not doing oh, what wow. you're supposed to do in that in that field in college. And, and then all of a sudden, it just seemed like, half of it was wiped out where I just like you know like as as far as something that traumatic happened to a child and back yeah, life, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're missing that chunk out of their life yeah I think I put myself through something that traumatic oh there wow yeah my brain just says I don't want to touch it touch it oh, yeah. wow. okay so, yeah and um and little by little some things come back but yeah you know when people found out they're like oh you went to school for literature and writing and all this did you read this book did you read that book I'm like yeah, I read that, and then they'll start going, well, what do you think about this character? And I'm like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to get back to you on that one. <laughs> yeah. let, me, let me go, let me, let me go get, let me go read up on that again. Yeah, so. Well, that's wild, man. I mean, yeah. that's kind of, that's, I mean, that, I would see, I would see that, I could see where that could be kind of frustrating, too, in a way, as a writer. Yeah, but. Losing, losing that. But you, as you, as I can tell, you're not, see what I've you, you seem to have come to just a nice area in your life where you seem to have an ability to uh, take care of all those problems that you noticed earlier that we were talking about, and you've you've come to this area where you said in your sobriety that you you're making sure you're taking care of your anger issues and all that. Cause, oh cause yeah. I, I got mucho grande anger issues. Believe me. Me and my me me and Chrissy talk about that all the time. Not that like we've worked on it in a, in the home, you know. We put names to it, so I have a bill. I have an ability to notice it before it kind of happens, kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, I'm definitely a. Uh, uh, I'm not a thinker. I I, I, I just I'm a reactor, you yeah. know, emotionally. Yeah. I react. Instead of, you know, I'm more, I become my feelings instead of just my feelings being a part of me, you know, kind of thing. Like, I'm angry. I say I'm angry. Not I'm feeling angry, but I'm angry kind of thing. Do you, do you, did you run into that? Or do you, were you, is that the kind of anger you're talking about? Like something where you're just like, Because like my anger was, like my anger was always like, like when I drank and I always fight, right? Like when I used to fight and stuff all the time when I was drinking. That was me. That was my anger. I, I was leading on aggression physically for some reason. I don't know why. It's probably because I had lots of physical aggression towards me when I was younger, you know. And that was my release or something when I was drinking, and that was my way of getting it out. Yeah. Was me attacking or fighting other people, you know? Like people have their different ways of dealing with the anger. Mine was physical, you know. Mine was really. Yeah, mine wasn't so physical. I I was never into fighting. Um, even you know, back in when we were kids and yeah. ourselves, I fought, but I always felt like crap afterwards. A lot of times, you know, even if you won, you ended up still crying afterwards. Dude, I, I cry, I cry, I've cried every time I've gotten in a fight. After every fight, I've cried. I, I saw, like, I know exactly. Every time. Yeah, I was like, this is stupid. Uh, why did I have to hurt a person? But then later, later <laughs> no, when I got funny. older and I was <laughs> hanging out, whenever there was fights, I, I never understood it because I would, the reason I was going out 
is I was trying to like find fun and find release. Yeah. And you know, and and especially back in my twenties, it was like maybe kiss a girl that night. Yeah. Or yeah. something. And then all these other dudes are starting to fight. And I'm like, why would I want to go do that? Because it ruins you, yeah. the whole reason why I came out. Right, totally, totally. But my anger back then and still to this day, I um I think it's all upstairs. Right on. It's all in my head. Um, Are you a meta thinker? Meta thinker. Like, do you think deep in, like, like, like? Oh, I've got like, like five a, voices. There's the there's a whole yeah yeah council okay. up there. Yeah yeah okay. And, um, yeah yeah I got you. And yeah, I will just kind of hold it in and go in my head. Luckily, I have found ways these days to um, not sit there in the hamster cage thinking of the same thing over and over. I'm like. Okay, I thought about this. How am I going to deal with it? Deal with it. Get it done. Done. Yeah. See, that's where I think maturity comes in, too, when you get older, when you deal with that kind of stuff. And I've noticed, I mean, especially, I mean, to me, I I thank God for my wife for being as patient as she has been with me over the years, you know, getting me to where I'm at now. You know what I mean? Like, because I wasn't easy to live with when we were younger. So, I mean, I, I, and, and I know... We 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 probably all had those issues, and and those are those are things that I think a lot of us that, and I'm glad to see that you 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 have uh, gotten to a place where you are because you do seem a lot happier. I am doing now. the best I, I am doing the best now that and feel the best that I have since you know since I was probably. 13, 14 skateboarding friends. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I gotta say, I mean, I can tell. I mean, you, 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 you're, you're, you, you seem healthy. You seem happy. You seem, you seem pretty mellow, dude. You have a pretty mellow way about you. I mean, you kind of always have, but I mean, like you said, you, you internalized your stuff, so you probably were able to sell that. Oh, exterior yeah. very yeah, well. Like, you're always nice, cool, and calm. you like, and but you look at the inside. <laughs> like, yeah. You should see the fight on going yeah, on in yeah. here, motherfucker, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, There's uh, a council meeting going on right now. But that, you know, yeah, I knew how to play it cool. Yeah. And, um, and that was my whole shtick, was to not let people in because they figured uh, out what was going on upstairs. Gotcha. They would either see me as a dumbass. Right, right. Judge uninteresting or scary. Yeah, right. No. no. You know. And that makes sense. So I was always like, yeah, everything's good. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, cool. You know. Cool. And, uh, and but I it's found, a lot cooler now, though. And right? I found, you know, that old, the trick I did during my 20s that I still laugh about all the time was, especially when it came to, like, going, like trying to meet young ladies or anything else it was just stay quiet right yeah shut up right shut up that's why i never got laid because i didn't <laughs> you too couldn't much. Shut up. I couldn't shut the fuck up yeah. i believe me there i mean i i, I could tell you because you know gainesville back in the day was like if you were a new guy that moved in town and you worked at leaves or something the girls all the girls would be like all right who's gonna try this one out you know what i mean and every time I get in a situation where I knew, like, some of the girls had been here longer than I have, like, I remember this one time, this one girl, she's like, you want to come over and watch Cheech and Chong up and smoke? Like, she had a roommate. Roommate wasn't there. There's pretty much a bed in the living room. Like, that's what we were sitting on. It was totally, like, it couldn't have been more. You ruined it? And I totally, just blah, 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 blah. Ah, you know, trying to be uh, being 30 people at once trying to be impressive and yeah. not be nervous at the same time you know and I, yeah. there's so many thank god I, see that's the thing I, I think that's why I hooked up by Chrissy because she's quite, like when she's she's actually almost at 300 days no drink oh really yeah she, awesome. she, she's she, gone she for was, the whole year huh dude she's she's let me tell you she said she feels better I mean this this here is like this I'll do this once every in a while. Yeah. Especially when I'm doing something like this. Yeah. But yeah, she she got to that point too where it was like, I I'm not happy. It's not making me happy. Yeah. You know, this isn't working. Take it out of the equation and see what happens. And of course, everything's yeah. like it but has for all of us. Good, I think it's good that she can choose. 
Right? See, in my case, I cannot choose. Yeah. Once I... Yeah. Once See, I get, I've gotten once to the I point start, where I can. I can't... This this yeah. is it for me. That's not I in can't. my cards. <laughs> I don't know what, yeah. what changed, but, like, seriously, it's funny. I think what... It's maybe I never realized this when I was younger, but maybe two beers always gave me a hangover and I didn't know it. But mm-hmm. if I drink two just regular beers, the next day I will feel like I got fucking shit hammered. Huh. Like it affects me that way now. Like it, my body's like, no, dude, yeah. you're not doing. Because I mean, like twenty years of hangovers is a very good memory to have to not get hangovers anymore. Yeah. Especially when you have them seven days a week yeah you know what i mean like i mean i remember when i was to work at max drive i mean it was like i mean for for three four five years it was like every single day i had a hangover and then every sunday i'd have a panic attack <laughs> you know and then i'd start the week off you know and then i'd have a panic attack yeah. on you know it's it's definitely i see where 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 definitely you have uh taken uh, a negative situation in your life and have definitely completely switched it around to such a, a way positive oh, yeah. part of life and I'm, I'm very glad to see that that you've been able to do that I mean not that I didn't think you would because you're I, I find you're one of the people Mostly people that I ever come across in this town, I feel, I've always felt, and this isn't on anybody else because nobody ever made me feel this way, but I don't feel like I'm as smart as most of the people that I've met in this town. You are a very smart person. Uh, I always thought that of you. I always, I, you know, like, I always enjoyed talking to a lot of people here in Gainesville because I learned a lot from a lot of the people that were younger than me because the people that I grew up with didn't have that much information. You know what I mean? So I, 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 I really appreciated having friends like you and being able to come in this town and, and meet people like you who were uh, nice enough to hide your anger <laughs> and, and play it cool and talk to me and become oh. become a brother. And, yeah. and, uh, and I'm glad we've got had a chance to know each other for 20 years and I'm glad you made it to this side. You know, you're a grave jumper too. Like that's, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm thinking of making T-shirts called Grave Jumpers for all the people that have made it. You know, like because we've lost a lot of friends yeah, over the years. Friends. You know, and we're very lucky. And uh, but on that note, you got food to bring home to the kid. We're gonna do this some other time. This isn't a one-time thing on this podcast. It's gonna be something like maybe a year from now we'll be talking again. That sounds good to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I appreciate you coming it. out and talking with me and. Uh, Sharing, I'm, I'm, man, you teared me up the other night when you guys played, for real. Oh, uh, it was. Uh, That's what I said out there. I, was gonna, I said I'm gonna yeah. make him cry. <laughs> well, I'm gonna make that fat old bastard see, see, cry. See that guy over there? Yeah. I'm gonna make him cry. I mean, cause it, cause it, cause it, I mean, seriously, it, it just brought a brought a lot of good memories back, and you know, and and it brought a lot of good times back, and uh, and I'm I'm glad we're all still here to still have those good times. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely an amazing experience, and um, there is talk about writing some new songs and doing some stuff. And before I would have said no, but after this past weekend, I think I might be more inclined to say yes. We'll see. Well, I mean, I will. I would have to say if you put a vote out there, I'll put a vote in the yes category. If you're asking, I would say yes. That would be a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> No, that'd be exciting. But Major, thank you so much thank again, you. man. Thank you for sharing your time and and. Uh, well, thanks for just hanging out. Yeah, man, it's been great. A, I don't always get a chance to hang out with friends and just talk. Man, you know that. I mean, this is this is a good reason to have a podcast because you actually. I mean, we're we're all so busy. Yeah. You know, and and life. We have especially to, now flies by. We have to justify. Our I know, like, right? Well, we're doing a podcast, so we are allowed. Yeah, to hang so out. we're allowed to hang out. Yeah, so yeah, like I'm like, doing something responsible. I'm allowed to go do do this band <laughs> thing because I'm making amends <laughs> to the people that exactly. I hurt before. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> gotta work. Gotta gotta work that work that edge around. You gotta yeah. work that. Gotta work it. But man, yeah. Is there anything else? Uh, anything? Any? Are, do you do any work that you? Are you doing any work right now? Like, is there anything you need? You want to push? No, anybody. I don't wanna, I don't any push. bands you want to push that you I, like and listen to now or something? You could throw anything out there. You oh got God. a few seconds. Anything? Um, any good books? Any anything that you like? Anything that's on your mind? Let me see. I really enjoyed the Dead Airs the okay. other day. I think that yeah, they were really was a good. very refreshing sound. Right? 
Yeah, I'm stoked on that. Very different. Um, and what else? Yeah, I would push good my call. business, but I don't want to because I don't want any more business right now. That's good. So no business I'm tired. right now. He's tired. Let him sleep. Yeah. Let him. Let this guy relax, would you? Yeah, I'm about to. Take care of some chickens. It's about to be four years of running a successful business. Boom. Congratulations, brother. Yeah. That's amazing, man. Yeah. That's great. So. I mean, that's nothing to it but to do it. Right? Isn't that the... That's a, I but think that's it, a Florida saying, nothing, too. But then nothing to it but to do it. Right. Right? It right. Right? Yeah. So, but I'll, I'll let you go. But uh, thank yeah. you. And, uh, yeah, I don't really have anything to push. Okay. I'm sure I have a million things to push. But, yeah, um, but... But we've talked long enough. So. Yeah, man. All right, guys. Well, thank you all for listening. Thank you for checking in on me. Um, check this episode out. Um, um, I think this will be up in... Not next week, but the week after, in two weeks. So, I will... I'm not going to say anything about it, because you guys won't even know. But you all have a great night. I appreciate you all very much for listening. And uh, you all watch out for one another. Take care of one another. If you see somebody that needs a hand, help them out. Uh, If you all can, please um, uh, send anything you can to the North Dakota Pipeline. Uh, People at the hashtag check it out they need to go online they need stuff for the winter time if they're going to keep doing what they're doing uh it looks like the police are running out of money pretty quick so they probably won't be able to keep it up too much longer which is kind of funny because it costs money for all them dudes to be out there every day so nothing like people waiting on their own land to outweight somebody else duh anyways stop breaking fucking treaties you assholes and cops put your fucking guns guns down you fucking pigs Y'all have a good night. Take care of one another. Deuces.